Trout on the Bay with Maureen Fahey in association with Balmaslow Barbecues at Peter Madden Fuels, turning up the heat this summer with collar cylinder gas. Visit Peter Madden Fuels Balmaslow on Facebook and Instagram for more. Fáilte and you are all very welcome to Tread on the Bay for this special live programme. Maureen Fahey and Shaw, and I am delighted to be joined by some of the most accomplished musicians in the country. And I invite you to join me as we chat about the old and modern influences that have shaped our traditional music today. So, to kick off the programme tonight, it gives me great pleasure to introduce two of my great friends, Emer Coughlin and Francis Cunningham, and I'll join them for a tune myself. And that was an absolutely gorgeous piece of music there called She Bjog, She More. And I am so delighted to have Eimear Coughlin and Francis Cunningham here playing with us live on Galway Bay FM. You're very welcome to the programme. Thanks very much. Thanks for having us, Maury. Not at all. Always good to come to Galway for the real music. (laughs) (laughs) I'm delighted that you're here. 
Emer, first of all, that tune is that that's a very well known, famous tune, isn't it? On the harp. It is Shibug Shimur. It um was composed by Thurlough Carlin and I believe it's the very first tune he ever composed. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, there's it's an absolutely gorgeous melody. I really, really love it. And do you play a lot of O'Carlin pieces? Yes, I do play a lot of um Thurlough Carlin pieces. I suppose being an Irish harp player, um it's just I suppose a given that you you know Thurlough Carlin um music. But I suppose when um, I, I went to Janet Harbison for, for many years, yes. uh, I, I'd say I was with her for over maybe 10 years and right. she she taught me all I know about uh, Irish harping and I can't speak highly enough about Janet. And just she'd bring you from the very, very beginning and mm-hmm. give you just the whole background knowledge, information, technique. Yeah, she's amazing. Yes, amazing. and you're also very influenced by traditional music and it's in your background. Can you tell us a bit <laughs> more is. about that? Yeah, so I suppose I couldn't really um, escape uh, traditional Irish music. Um, my, my grandfather uh, was uh, Paddy Kenny and I suppose music just comes down five generations in my family and I just, I was so blessed to to know Paddy and um, like even every day when my parents were working, Paddy and uh, my grandmother Philomena, they'd collect us from school every single day. We'd go and do the shopping, we'd go home, have the dinner and then you'd get the look from Paddy and you know what the look was, to get out the fiddle or get out the harp and he'd teach me a few tunes and same with Jared, my brother. Yeah. So we were just blessed. That's fantastic. Yeah. And Paddy, you're... Uh, Grandfather, oh, grandfather yeah. as I say, he played with my aunt Aggie White as well, yes, and they played right. together in the Tully Band. In yeah. the Tully Cayley Band, and I think yes. my man Bridie would have been in there every so often as well. That's yeah. right, and they used to go up to to O'Sullivan's in Gort. That's right, yeah, where we used yes. to play Session, Session. just a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a great connection there. So, oh, you, there like, is. you were you were listening to a lot of classical music, and then yep. you obviously moved into the trad scene as well. That's but now, I mean, you play jigs and reels, jigs and reels, yeah. and it's amazing. Like, I mean, the fingerwork, the technique. Yeah, I suppose. Um, with the the foundation of the of Flakiona here, and I suppose there was more of an em- emphasis on playing the melody on yeah. in the right hand, and yeah, when, when there was a competition, like I suppose back in fifteen years ago, when I was competing, um, there would have been maybe only three or four in the competition, but nowadays in a harp competition, you might have. 10 plus and music generation as well which is just giving um children a fabulous opportunity they can rent harps and i suppose because harp the harp is such um i suppose an expensive instrument even to buy a small harp Mm -hmm. a couple of hundred but the the fact that you can actually rent a harp and you can get i suppose a chance and to see if it's for you it's brilliant it's fantastic well i have to say i love that first tune shibyoshi more and i want to hear more music from you so i'm going to ask francis how are you francis would you mind introducing the next set of tunes that you're going to play are they marches or waltzes yeah um Two marches. Uh, the first one is um, a version of the Battle of Akram, of course, the Galway tune. Yes. And uh, <laughs> we followed it then by uh, another one called Boney Crossing the Alps. And we, we didn't come up with that set. We stole that set actually from Andrew McNamara. Oh, okay. Who recorded them. But um, they're, they're lovely, lovely marches. Yeah. Lovely. And we'll have a chat after these Great. tunes. Here we go. <laughs> Thank you. 
were a lovely set of marches there. The first one was called the Battle of Ockram and Bonig Crossing the Alps. And Francis, can you tell me something about them? So I learned the first one many years ago from my concertina teacher, uh, Tim Collins. Oh. Uh, I learned it when I was about 12. Mighty and, player. And, uh, for sure. And I kind of forgot about it again. Right. And then I heard a, a cassette of Andrew McNamara's years later and it had that one with Boney crossing the Alps okay. after it and right. they go well together. Yes. Did They're you similar. always play concertina because it's such a popular instrument? Yeah. Say. Yes. So I, I went to local lessons with Tim Collins in Crescine with my tin whistle mm-hmm. and I saw he was playing this lovely shiny concertina and I came home to my mother and father and I said, I want one of those. Yes. And sure, we had fiddles in the house and they were, they were devastated, you know, that I didn't pick the fiddle. Like. But um, I picked the concertina anyway, but of course the concertina is very, very popular in County Clare, so it was not an unusual. And to be quite honest with you, it's really popular in Galway now as well. It yeah. has had a huge, uh, you know, has, resurrection. Yeah, you know. yeah when you think about where it came from, when, when it was first introduced in Ireland, probably in the late 1800s. Right. And, and then a lot of people were kind of influenced by, by concertinas that recorded in the 20s. Okay. And then... It kind of then in in I suppose after that then it was there was nearly a concertina in every house right. in in some parts of Clare, okay. and then you'd have various musicians then that would have recorded in the seventies and eighties okay. who'd have who'd have passed it on again. So yes. another thing that has kind of led to the explosion of the concertina plan is the quality of tuition. Sure. Well, now I just have to tell the listeners because mm. that the Eber and Francis got married last year, and they blew up the internet. Really, they went viral because uh, at the end of their wedding ceremony, who I was delighted that I was at myself and Chris, uh, the priest happened to say, "Right, lads, if any of you have got a tin whistle in your pockets or whatever, get out the instruments." All of a sudden, everybody in the congregation had an instrument. So we all went up on the altar, and the priest went down, and he actually videoed. All of us playing. Wasn't it a mighty time? Yeah, it Absolutely. was it was surreal really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was great how it worked out, like, you know. Yeah. And most of the congregation were musicians, in fact. Yeah. So exactly. it, it was great to great to see that wall of sound behind us, all our closest musical friends yeah. play. And then we walked down the aisle to them. Uh, it was just oh, amazing. And the priest did yeah. the video. Well, now, we I can't let you go without playing another fantastic set of tunes. I know you did, uh, you recorded an album with Carol Hessian, who is the Beethoven, really, sure of did. music here in Galway. And you're going to play a set of tunes. And hopefully I'll join in with you as well. If that's okay, I'd no love to. No bother at all. No yeah. bother at all. Yeah. What are the tunes you're thinking of doing? Um, two tunes that Carl composed. I, I suppose they're two of his most well-known jigs, really. Um, yeah. The Rambles of Mike and the Laughing Spoons. Yeah, well, absolutely. I'm looking forward to playing those as well. So listen, all I can say, Eamor and Francis, keep up the music. And it was a pleasure to have you Thanks here. Thanks a million, Maureen. On so Tread in the Bay. All right. <laughs> Thank you. 
Alcohol in our fad and that was Francis Emer and they were joined by Carol Hessian who I'll be chatting to in part two along with his friend Jerry Hanley. Trot on the Bay with Maureen Fahey is brought to you in association with Balmaslow Barbecues of Peter Madden Fields turning up the heat this summer with collar cylinder gas. Go tread on the bay, and we are really enjoying the chat and the tunes here on Galway Bay FM. And you are just hearing the Galway Rambler from the great Galway accordion player Jerry Hanley and composer extraordinaire Carol Hessian. And I'm going to carry on chatting with Jerry about his musical influences. Well, my, there was always, I never knew life without music because my father played the melodeon, so I'm, there was always a melodeon around the house. Yeah. And um, I showed an interest in that and they brought me to Tommy Mulhair for um, classes um, in New Road and then Tommy came out to Monivay Road giving classes later on. And then I went to uh, St. Patrick's School and there was great interest in music there with the bands mm-hmm. and indeed one Carl Hessian was, uh, gave <laughs> classes there and, uh, as well, or tutor the bands. And um, I suppose the interest then and uh, developed from meeting lots of friends of my own age at different flas and festivals and, you know, keeping oh. in touch. You have a network of friends and... Um, Absolutely. And like, I mean, it's still as relevant now today, even more relevant, isn't it, than it was years ago? Well, very much so. I, I, I smile at times when I go to a place like Drumshambo and see um, the festival there in, in July and see the youngsters wearing their instruments like badges of honour, mm. you know, yeah. their, their fiddles and, and concert flutes and everything. And so popular, there's thousands of people playing now. Yeah, and of course we have Martin, Martin O'Connor, and he has brought it worldwide and lots of great box players, yeah. You know, that's a great uh, comment, Martin, because, I mean, Martin, and Sharon and these people they've brought the accordion to a new awareness in the, the public and um, they've done wonders for it yeah and they've obviously they've enticed younger musicians to play as well absolutely I mean you just look at the numbers that are uh, in the under 10s and under 12s just playing instruments and they all have good quality instruments now as well that's another difference with, uh, with years ago and it's, uh, it's a badge of honour it's something they really want to do now, Carol, I know from our many wonderful chats that your father was a huge influence on you and he exposed you to the wonderful music of great trad players Michael Coleman and Willie Clancy from his repertoire of 78s. But now, can you tell us about your musical journey? There used to be a, a competition in Galway for a Cayley band. So you sit behind the piano, right. listen to the vamping. Yes. And then I said, OK, I'll do this. Which, of course, was a bit of a mistake at the time because... I spent about 10 years up at four to five every morning vamping with people which, and then trying to go to school. So it was totally crazy. Yeah. Uh, and 
At that time, then, Joe Bork wanted to enter the All-Ireland Trio competition with mm-hmm. Kathleen Collins, so he asked me to play the piano with him. Okay. So we entered for Ives and Boyle, and we won the All-Ireland. Yeah. So that was kind of a big occasion. Mm-hmm. And then I spent 10 years on the road travelling with Joe yes. all over the country. Yeah? Yeah. So that's how it started. But then I started playing other types of music. I started playing well, with a rock band, I was with a jazz rock band. Yeah. I started playing jazz. And then I broke away from the tra- trap music for a while, but then eventually I came back to it mm-hmm. after playing all other types of music. And then uh, it was even better the second time around. Yeah, and I think what's lovely is that you fuse um, traditional music in with jazz music as well. And it kind of, you see, it appeals to a wider audience when you can do that. It does, it does, yeah. And it's interesting, if the jazz works, sometimes it does, sometimes <laughs> it doesn't, yeah? yeah. But when it works, it's great, Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to play a piece now and hopefully our audience will see that it definitely does work. We're going to play the Shaskeen Reel. We're going to go in some, into some jazz. Well, actually, we're going to, Carla's going to get into that. And then we're going to end up with the bird in the bush. And we have, it's from two All-Ireland champions. It's from, from Jerry Hanley and Carol Hessian. And Mila Buikas, and thanks a million for coming in to chat to us today. Thanks, Maureen. Thank you very much.
And there were some lovely tunes there from Jerry Hanley and Carol Hessian. And I am delighted to have Banjo Supremo Enda Scahill from We Banjo 3 here with us on Galway Bay FM. You're welcome, Enda. Thanks, Maureen. Lovely to be here. Enda, I know that you owe a great gratitude to Bernie Geraghty and also to Septa Byrne for helping to launch your musical journey. But I remember when you took America by storm with your electric performance in Milwaukee 14 years ago. And since then, you've achieved enormous success in the States and beyond. And you have managed to do something really special by combining traditional Irish music with American bluegrass. Can you tell me more about that? It was pure trad for so long, but I always felt that the banjo it brings all of this American sound with it. And I mean, if we go right back, it's an African instrument. And so there's a great depth of soul and spirit that I always felt was in the instrument. There's, right. there's yeah. fun in it, there's joy, the sadness, of course. Yeah, of course yeah. So I was never able to play it without hearing the sound of bluegrass and old time, without maybe even really fully realising the names or knowing what I was listening to. Yeah. And so it wasn't until, I'd say... I was in my 20s and I started playing with Paul Brock and Manus Maguire mm-hmm. and we toured in America and we, we did gigs down south. So we were playing in Alabama mm-hmm. and Louisiana and every night after, after the show, there'd be 25 banjo players queued up to talk to me because they all played five string banjo and I didn't really know enough about it to know that there was a huge difference between the two and they'd all be like, how do you do all the triplets yes. on a flat pick? And I was like, what's a flat pick? <laughs> so, so you're actually doing it naturally without even realising. Without even realising. And so then I started listening to bluegrass music. Okay. And you see there's such a connection between Irish traditional music and bluegrass music. Yeah. 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 Now bluegrass is like super fast and really technical mm-hmm. but what I fell in love with was the old-timey music. Okay. Because... Uh, Abigail Washburn is a very famous claw hammer banjo player. She's married to Bela Fleck. Okay. And she always says, I look for the beauty in one note. Right. And old-timey music has that space. It, it, and it's like Irish music in that sense. You can, it doesn't have to be super fast to, be, to, to really have a soul and a spirit to it. And that's what I love about yeah, it. Yeah, and it's all about the groove as well, isn't it? All yeah. about the groove, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know you're going to play a tune for us now uh, to show that. And what is the name of this tune that you're going to play. So this is an old-time Appalachian tune called Kitchen Girl. Okay, and And can I join the second tune? Yeah, yeah, we'll play the bunch of green rushes afterwards. Keep it Irish. Brilliant, okay, here we go. Thank you. 
Patricia Shin Gahal in her fad, and that was Carl Yvonne, and of course, Enda August Mayhane. And Enda, you won a major award just a few months ago. I did, yeah. Out of the blue, yeah. no, no idea. Yeah, the Steve so, Martin Award. Yeah, so the actor Steve Martin also plays uh, Five String Banjo, and he's a very, very accomplished player. And I think about 12 or 13 years ago, he put this uh, 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 fund together, the Steve Martin Banjo Award, yeah. and, and it's a monetary prize. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it, it was for bluegrass banjo players initially for about the first 10 years. And then a couple of years ago, they branched out and they, they included like jazz banjo and Jerry O'Connor, of course, a uh, famous Irish banjo player. He was the first Irish banjo player to win it. And I, and I got it last year. It was absolutely amazing. I was blown away. Yeah. Actually, speaking about Jerry O'Connor, I loved that album that he did recorded years ago, Time to Time. Wasn't that what it was called? That was the biggest influence it? on me as a musician. But that, that blew, blew my musical world wide open because yeah. I thought, wow, there's so many things you can do on the back. Yeah, and it can make Irish music is so relevant today as it was years ago. Oh, wow. is, Without a doubt, yeah. yeah. More, maybe, maybe more so even than, more than it was so. 20, 30 and years ago. And of course, ago. the Cheatons have brought it worldwide as well and all the different great bands out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah, yeah. But we're going to go back to our roots here and we're going to play a few great jigs. What's the first one we're going, going to, to do I'm going to start here? with uh, Kyla the Hag with the Money. Right. And we'll finish with the Doberman's wallet. That sounds great. And Enda, Mila Voikis, and thanks to William for coming in to chat to us here on Tread in the Bay. Thanks, Maureen. One, two, three, four.
Intergarfad and Mila Buikas ended, they were two great jigs. And stay with us on Galway Bay FM and we will be chatting with Ger Fahey in part three. Trot on the Bay with Maureen Fahey is brought to you in association with Balmaslow Barbecues of Peter Madden Fields, turning up the heat this summer with collar cylinder gas. you enjoyed that lovely piece of music there and that was a composition written and played by my brother Ger Fahey on pipes and accompanied by Colm Henry on piano and it's a pleasure to have my brother here on Trad on the Bay Falterote Ger Good morning <laughs> I'm delighted you made your way into Galway to play here today. Oh, I know. Thanks very much for the invite Great to be here Great to be here And can you explain to our listeners the tune that we just played there 
Well, it's uh, one of the more recent uh, uh, tunes that I've written, I suppose. It's called Bridie's Theme. Uh, in remembrance of our mother, our wonderful mother, Bridie, uh, who passed away in 2016. And uh, I suppose after that, I, I didn't write a whole lot of music because I, I really didn't have, uh, wasn't in the, in the humour for it and uh, wasn't in the right headspace. So I, uh, that was the first piece I wrote after Mammy's passing. And you recorded that actually with the Slovakian orchestra, didn't you, at some stage? I did Macedonian orchestra there uh, about a year and a half ago, um, a 49-piece orchestra, and they've made a wonderful job of it. So, so that came out really, really well. Yeah, yeah but anyway, our mum and dad were, were um, great for kind of promoting the music and helping us out going to music classes. And Ger, Ter- uh, Terry, my other brother Terry, and my sister Yvonne, we all played music as a family. But... Uh, going back to your compositions again, the first one there, it was Bridie's theme, but you also went on to write your own musical, Tara. Mm. Isn't that right? Correct, correct. I wanted to, to kind of capture the richness of our heritage and our mythology and legend and story and uh, in, into a show, into a musical show. So uh, we started working on that. I started working on the music and Terry, our brother, started working on on, on a storyline. And... Um, Bit by bit, we managed to get to Tara uh, on stage in the Thaibach in Galway. It was, uh, it was a, a lovely time. It was a lovely time, it really was. And we ran for eight weeks, actually, in the Thaibach at the time. And subsequently, we, 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 we did the music, we performed the music of it in Leisureland with the RT Concert Orchestra and also in the Concert Hall in Dublin. And, and then the, we went on to the Luxor Theatre in Rotterdam. That's right, Rotterdam, yeah. 2004. Yeah. So we were there for many weeks yeah. as well. So, yeah. So I suppose of what I'm trying to explain here as well, it was great to say we had the background of our Irish traditional music and then you were able to fuse that with classical arrangements of a lot of your musical compositions. Yeah, correct, correct, yeah. that's right, yeah. Yeah, and then, of course, the recent, most recent one that you have um, composed is Lord of the Dance, Dangerous Games. Correct. When did that come about? Um, well, I suppose I was part of Laura the Dance team uh, since the since the, the beginning of twenty five years ago. I suppose as a musician and uh, had a great old time, saw the world, and always liked that that fusion of um, Irish music and dancing as it kind of morphed into a new style of dancing. I suppose with Michael Flatley, and also uh, so it was very dynamic, very exciting and energetic and I wrote the music then 2012 for Lord of the Dance Dangerous Games and it opened in Palladium in London 2014 I think and uh, had a mighty a mighty launch and finished up in Broadway for many weeks and uh, it was a great challenge and it was a wonderful time because it uh, uh, great excitement all, yeah. especially all around always all, all great excitement around Michael and he's full of bursting with ideas and we work very well together yeah and of course Michael Fackley is a great flute player as well and you actually produced his solo album I did I did I did indeed a double album uh, 21 tracks and uh, had a great time it was lovely and I think what's great is that you were able to use your knowledge of traditional music and bring it into the the field of Lord of the Dance in the new co- composition yes absolutely absolutely and that's the wonderful thing about Irish music um, it's kind of it's uh, the jewel of the Irish music really is, is the melody the melody line you know and uh, even down through the generations of wonderful Irish tunes and um, the melody can stand on its own 
Um, anyway, we're going to play another of your compositions and it's from the musical that you were talking about earlier on, Tara. And believe it or not, we call these the Tara Jigs. and they were the Tara Jigs Mila Buikistjer for sharing your wonderful music with us and as we approach the end of the programme I would just like to say a sincere thanks to our wonderful musical guests Francis, Emer, Jerry, Carol, Enda and Jer for sharing with us how their music has evolved through the years 
Also, a special thanks to our brilliant house band, Yvonne, Chris and Colm, and to all the team at Galway Bay FM. And until the next time, this is Maureen Fahey saying Slán agus Bannacht.